Welcome to No Small Talk, the arts and entertainment podcast from the Arkansas Times. I'm Amaya Jones, and I'm here with Stephanie Smittle. Hello. Today we're talking about Juzo Itami's Tampopo, the next film in our Arkansas Times film series. And first we're going to do some arts entertainment news. We want to mark the passing, first of all, of Rashad Allison, Arkansas native writer, graduate of Sylvan Hills High School, and one of the first Arkansas Times academic all-stars before his career as a newspaper writer and book author. He died yesterday at an untimely age of 41 from non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. The Arkansas Times published an excerpt from his book uh, in the past, Soul Serenade, Rhythm, Blues, and Coming of Age Through Vinyl, which is something I and uh, probably anybody else who writes about music has drawn inspiration from at some point. Just really a reminder of, you know, how um, transformative and and, uh, transcendent uh, music writing can be in, in the right hands and certainly his were the right hands. So go check out a copy of Soul Serenade by Rashad Allison as soon as you can, and definitely check out Max Brantley's tribute to Allison on the Arkansas blog. Next up, while you're on the Arkansas Times website, be sure to check out the bronze bust that sculptor Kevin Cressy did of Levon Helm to be the centerpiece of Helm's legacy project in Phillips County. Uh, Turkey Scratch and Marvel musician uh, Levon Helm was, of course, instrumental in the sound, the band, uh, originally Bob Dylan's uh, backing band, and then uh, prior to that, playing with a fellow Arkansas-er, Ronnie Hawkins. Um, so if you have uh, The Last Waltz queued up on your uh, sort of Thanksgiving watching playlist or if that's um, something that you're into definitely check out Cressy's beautiful piece of Levon he talked to us about its creation and the process that he went through trying to capture this mastermind through sculpture yeah very cool Uh, another little rocker uh, Chris Dumas He's an author and a former uh, musician in Reagan's Polyp, TC and the Eddies, and the Astronaut Body 4. He also happens to be the son of Arkansas Times columnist columnist Ernest Dumas. He is uh, among the zombie experts on a new series from AMC (laughs) called Eli Roth's History of Horror that premiered this past Sunday, October 14th. And if you have one of those nice little cable Mm -hmm. subscriber sign-ons, cable provider, you can sign into amc.com to watch that full episode. And I understand that he may pop up later as well. Yeah, very cool. Uh, He also wrote a book called Un-American Psycho, Brian De Palma and the Political Invisible. Which you can check out. I'm I'm curious about that. I'm always interested in Brian De Palma. Okay. Um, I'm also interested in books that make that try to connect uh, pop culture things and movies to broader cultural phenomenons. There's a another book that's coming out soon that connects horror to World War One, mm-hmm. and it argues that everything that we see in horror films has its roots in sort of the World War One and like because of the mass uh, death and mutilation and, and like. And things that people were dealing with, the trauma that people were dealing with, uh, post World War One. Hmm. Somehow, yeah. like maybe arguing that that's our way of expressing yeah. uh, our angst about, about yeah. violence, and, and sort of just coping with it. Because you know, 
I guess like after the war, there were lots of people who you were missing limbs, um, and uh, like just I don't know. Like it, it, it's I'm sort of skeptical of the premise of the book because I think horror actually does predate World War One. Um, sure. But in terms of like defining the visual language, I'm I'm open to hearing the argument mm-hmm. or reading the argument. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, keep us posted. Uh, we want to give a quick shout out to you about the Johnny Cash Heritage Festival happening in the cotton field surrounding Cash's Dice home, uh, boyhood home in Mississippi County this weekend. The three-day festival culminates in a concert noon to 5 p.m. Saturday, October 20th, and that'll be headlined by none other than Alison Krauss and Jamie Johnson. Uh, they are basically celebrating the 50th anniversary of the 1968 Johnny Cash show tours the the sort of touring program that he took on the road that led to him having a televised program and uh, so check that out if you have a free weekend to dash up to dice then john carter cash will host kraus johnson anna christina cash suzanne cox heather berry mabe ira dean and others will perform most of the events in the symposium part of the festival are free and those happen um well today and then uh, the concert happens tomorrow so if you're if you're free or you can um i don't want to recommend that you duck out of work to go attend the johnny cash heritage festival but maybe duck out of work and go attend the johnny cash heritage festival uh, we also want to make a, uh, a an announcement, if you didn't know, that Brinkley native Al Bell, former chairman, owner of Stax Records and former president of Motown Records Group, has been named the University of Arkansas at Fayetteville's 2018 and 19 McElroy Family Visiting Professor in the Visual and Performing oh, Arts. Cool. Go Al Bell. That's our arts and entertainment news for You're really the expert for this one because it's your favorite movie of all time, or one of them. For once, the non-film guru yes knows something about the <laughs> the next film up in our Arkansas Times film series. It's called Tampopo. The director is uh, Juzo Itami. When did this come out? 1985. 1985. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was a wee one then. I um, came around to uh-huh. it later. Uh, Tampopo is described, commonly described as a ramen western. Mm-hmm. It blends um, several unlikely genres of, of film and media and expression. And uh, at the time that I discovered the movie, I uh, was very, very um, uh, obsessed with ramen. So my discovery of the movie Tampopo mm-hmm. coincided with my discovery of Sam's Oriental Market and ah. Little Rock. And these two things w- would go hand in hand for the rest of my days up, up until the very present. Oh, cool. Um, so... If you have never seen it, uh, not only gorgeously filmed and about love and, and lust and desire, but also just absurdly comic. Yes. Yeah. 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 So um, my favorite scene in the movie, I don't think this spoils anything, but there's a lot of um, sort of poking fun at cultures and um, our own self-importance about our own culture. And there's a beautifully filmed scene in a restaurant where there's a woman who's teaching an etiquette class to a group of young women 
and uh, she's teaching them how to eat silently. So how to eat, um, you know, bas basically saying, no. you know, uh, this is how proper American women would eat spaghetti, and they would they are able to eat it without sound or you know, say proper Italian women. Um, and she's teaching this group of young women how to how to do that in a feminine, ladylike way. And so all of the young women go about trying to eat spaghetti silently, mm -hmm. which is hard to do. And then in the next booth over, uh, we see a sort of like stereotypical American cowboy type, uh, clearly supposed to be, you know, um, westernized in some way. Yeah, I think he's Just, even wearing like a cowboy hat or something. Yeah. I think so. Like okay. he looks like a like a Texas, like a Houston businessman or mm -hmm. something. Eating his spaghetti no. loudly. Yes. <laughs> and then, you know, we cut back to all the young women who abandon mm. their ideas of this uh, pro, you know, proper way mm. of eating and they all slurp. Yeah. It's it, great. Uh, so I recently saw this for the first time. Uh, and then, you know, part of the rationale for scheduling is one that it is funny. It's a comedy. Um, and just looking through the, the recent films, there just have not been a lot, you know. And so there have been a lot of like really heavy films like The Piano uh, or Unforgiven. And we wanted to do something that was a little lighter. Um, and then also uh, the video essayist uh, Tony Zhou, had a, he has an, an essay that he did for Tom Popo that's about how it celebrates amateurism. In English, the word amateur means someone who participates in an activity without being paid to do it. The opposite of a professional. Uh, and, I, and I thought that like, like that's something that really speaks to me is the idea of of being someone as an amateur or somebody who like is really dedicated to something um, without any sort of professional training necessarily. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it sort of spoke to me in terms of like the film series and how like like I didn't go to film school, but I just really am sort of passionate about film. And so like I try to watch a lot of films, I try to read a lot about it, and I think that there's something in this film that people can take away from it in that aspect too. About yeah. the, like, not needing classical training mm -hmm. and this or that to be able to pursue it? Yeah. But I actually prefer Michael Shabon's definition, that amateurs are people who combine obsessive scholarship, passionate curiosity, curatorial tenderness, and an irrepressible desire to join in. Early in the movie, uh, what we see is one of the truck drivers um, who will... Well, I should, we should maybe should back up. And so, like, the, the plot of the film is that there is a woman who runs a noodle shop. She has inherited this from her husband, uh, who is deceased, and she wants to become uh, better, like, at, at, her, at her profession. And so these two truck drivers uh, decide that they're going to help her, and so they train her and help her uh, just become better at uh, becoming a noodle maker uh, and serving ramen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a scene early on where one of the truck drivers is reading a book that sort of is about like how to properly uh, eat ramen, and the, but like really quickly the film sort of pokes fun at the notion that there is a proper way to do anything, mm -hmm. um, and then it's sort of like you also have these vignettes sort of sprinkled in that sort of reinforce this idea of like I think what's maybe part of what what I love about the movie that connects to this sense it, it just mm -hmm. pokes holes at our our sense of decorum mm -hmm. and it pokes holes in the idea that um, etiquette is static or even something worth aspiring to and uh, I love that about it I love that it's about food and you know sort of 
in a non chefy way. Yeah. <laughs> there are very few food centric movies out there that aren't like totally depressing documentaries mm. about food waste yeah. or like what you know that don't make you want to just be vegan at the end. Mm-hmm. And so this is I don't know, probably not yeah. one of those. <laughs> no. Uh oh, but I, I think I can recommend some great food movies that are that you might you might enjoy. Oh yeah? Yeah. Uh um But about, this is not yeah. like I love the movie yeah. Dive. This is not yeah. Dive. This yeah. is like, you know, um this is is uh impressionistic no. and it's like a celebration right mm-hmm. like it's it's um there's even there's this i don't want to spoil too much of the film but there's just a scene like where they go into like a homeless camp and one of the homeless guys um uh they break into like a kitchen and he prepares just like a really nice meal mm-hmm. like a, like an omelet i think it's it was. a yeah. french omelet yeah yes uh, and like it's just classical like, style yeah and so there's this idea that like you can sort of like people from all walks of life can can actually appreciate really good food or really good anything. It's a movie about food for the people. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, you said this is one of your favorite films. It is one of my favorite films. I I think it's, you know, the colors are beautiful. I love that it doesn't ask us to really even follow a plot. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're, it's sort of built in a non-linear way and we duck in and out of these vignettes and they're um, thematically connected, but like we're not expected mm-hmm. to keep track of who's who in a way that's confusing. Right. Um, it's, it's just, it's to me, it's very operatic. Like it's, you're allowed to just let it wash over you like a wave and not get hung up in, you know, um, the details, the clues, and um, it's just it's just gorgeously oh. put together. And I just think that there's no way that this movie could have been made if they weren't having fun. Yes. Like it's cl- it's very clear that in the process of making this movie, that is a very like in terms of its uh, uh, its beauty and its quality is, was clearly taken seriously, but you can tell that they're like, sort of almost poking fun at themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also, it's interesting to, like for me to be like, who's like a fan of um, action movies. It's, it stars like a very young Ken Watanabe, who was also in like The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise and um, the first Batman, Batman Begins. But it no. It's also really funny is the idea that like as part of her ramen training, she there's like this scene where they're um, she like does like the classic sports movie training routine. Ah, the montage. Yeah, the montage. Yeah. She's like riding the bike and all this stuff, and mm-hmm. he's got like the bullhorn or whatever, and he's like, "Hi." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you haven't found this, I don't know why you would have found this. Go find this. Uh, Kitchen K I T. C-H-N, it's a recipe website. Um, they do really great recipes, but they also have a, a column titled Five Things We Learned About Ramen from Tampopo. Ooh. Yeah. Um, also, by the way, uh, we keep saying ramen. It's never said in the movie. They always yeah, just say noodles. Yes. It's very generic, but um, sort of to, to bring these themes together, the one through line in the movie is just love. Yes. And that sounds so uh, flower child to say, but it's really about 
the creation of food being the way that you can care for somebody. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, when they're talking to the ramen master, the noodle master, the person that's supposed to sort of have the key to this perfect uh, platonic ideal of ramen, and they're talking about, like, well, what what should we do with the onions? What should we do with this? The idea is doesn't have to do with an ingredient it's mm-hmm. just to express affection yes is what he says yes. so you know i love the idea that um throughout the the film there are the thing that ties everything together um, that is not tied together by chronology or a plot is just food and love and the yes. intersection between the two yes um and yeah yeah um and to that point i think it is key that the main character wants to get better and be successful because she wants to take care of her child, mm-hmm. right? Like, and it's not necessarily that she grew up always wanting to be like a master chef, um, but like there's there's like a sense of, of dedication and responsibility, I guess that, mm-hmm. that she that's driving her. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's also it is really touching mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think we can get the the heart hospital to sponsor this? Ooh, great idea. Yeah. Heart Hospital, if you're listening, it's not too late. Yes. November 20th is the screening. It's at Riverdale 10 Cinema. It'll cost you nine bucks to get in, and it's at 7 p.m. Yes. We'll be right back. Welcome back to No Small Talk, episode thirty. This is our thirtieth episode. Is that is that like diamonds? What what what's the anniversary mm, gift? I don't for? know. Let's say diamond. Yes, people buy us diamonds. Yeah, definitely buy us diamonds, and in exchange, we'll give you recommendations. Do you have yes. a recommendation, Omaya? Uh, I do. Uh, I want to recommend that Friday night tonight, people go to El Zocalo's event which is a photography show uh, and the film screening for a film called The Immigrant Experience. And it's at Cal's Run Robinson. Uh, so the event is from six to nine. Cheap. $10 is a suggested mm. donation. Great. Yeah. Um, great. Goes to Elzo Globe. Mm-hmm. Doing great work. I think people should also find some way to help um, homeless people. I don't know like all the details, but I know that one of the homeless shelters in Little Rock recently shut down, and mm-hmm. so especially for men, there's one location, which is uh, the one that's um, operated by the Compassion Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. Somebody should do something. Maybe if you see a mayoral candidate, uh, force their force them to answer a question about what their plan is to help uh, homeless people. That's a great recommendation. Yeah, yeah. put them on the spot about yeah. our unsheltered neighbors. That you know, if you live in Hillcrest or Capitol View and you drive down, uh, especially if you drive down Mm -hmm. 7th Street, you know, uh, these people are, are out there. It's getting cold. Yes. Um, so the van, you know, one, one, uh, one outreach program is collecting blankets, uh, socks and underwear, things that they typically run out of. Um, but I, yeah, I I think if you see Warwick Sabin, if you see Baker Curris, if you see Vincent Tolliver, if you see Frank Scott, Mm -hmm. If you see Glenn Schwartz uh, out there, out and about, yeah, put the pressure on. Ask them what they're going to do for our unsheltered neighbors. And maybe ask them what they're going to do for our unsheltered neighbors if they don't win. Yes. Yeah, excellent. 
All right, Stephanie. Great. Do you have a, a little, recommendation? A little bit of a soapbox there. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I do. I would like to recommend that you go check out an album that actually came out in June, but there's a reason I'm mentioning it now, and it's because this particular duo is going to do a concert at the Undercroft uh, on November 2nd, and that is Melissa Carper and Rebecca Patek. Uh, Rebecca's a, a very accomplished fiddler. Melissa plays uh, all sorts of instruments, upright bass, and fantastic singers and songwriters, both of them. And their album is called Brand New Old Time Songs. Mm. And it's, gosh, 12 tracks? 11 tracks. Uh, 10 of which they wrote together. And then the 11th is Guy Clark and fellow Arkansas-er Sean Camp's Death of Sis Draper. Mm which I had the great pleasure of hearing uh, Sean Camp perform at South on Main. And it, it's, it's the reason Sean Camp is my Elvis. Uh, <laughs> I, I love you, Sean Camp, where, wherever you are. So uh, check it out. Melissa Carper and Rebecca Patek. Uh, they're both members of the band Sad Daddy. And huh. they've gone, not solo, but they've gone duo. Ooh. So they'll be at the Undercroft November 2nd. And their album's out on Bandcamp. And it's fierce and cool and just a lot of fun to listen to awesome yep sweet and do you have a move for the week i do i'm going to recommend that you go see ballet arkansas's dracula if you are not like a person who's going to be inclined to go to the nutcracker the nutcracker's mm. fantastic and sort of creepy in its mm. own way yeah. right people <laughs> tend to think of the nutcracker as if it's very uh pink and lacy and um family friendly and and you know uh it's it's got it's darker elements but i guarantee it's nowhere as dark as they go in ballet arkansas's dracula it's double cast so you'll see a different cast depending on which night you go and it's at uh, ua pulaski tech charts center for humanity and arts tonight uh twice tomorrow and then again on sunday so there are several chances to see this company perform and if you haven't seen Ballet Arkansas's dancers. Um, one thing that I think that you should know about them is they are very long tenured mm. dancers. So they, you know, some of these principals have been with the company eight or nine years. And in a dancer's life and career, that's a huge chunk yeah. of time. Um, dancers don't work for decades and decades. Yeah. You know, it's just not a, a career where you. Um, you don't think wisely about where yeah. you spend your time and, and they're here and they're so talented. If you know, the, the particular cast that I saw had a uh, Deanna Stanton as Mina in Dracula and Zeke Wright as the titular Dracula. Um, and you know, it's, it's fantastic. Um, super dark. They did some sort of visuals behind them that sort of, some are more symbolic and I think more useful than, than others. Um, but yeah, I wrote a review about it this week in the Arkansas Times. You can pick that up, but just go see it and tell me what you think. Awesome. Uh, sweet. Well, I guess that'll do it for this week, and we'll be back next week. <laughs> Thank you.